what's up? Welcome to the AV Club Podcast. My guest today is the first reoccurring guest of the season. Daniel Martinez is back in the studio. He graced my presence with a, with an awesome conversation. And, um, you know, I normally wouldn't have somebody on again like this so soon. But there's a good reason he's on. He's uh, got some big news. He's actually moving to another state. And although he's already told everybody... I'll let you hear it in the episode. He explains why, where, and what the goal is. So it was a really good conversation between us. Uh, one of our better ones, actually. Like, it was just a really solid conversation. And it's bittersweet. Bittersweet. But he'll be back. We'll do another one to update whenever he comes back. And, yeah, everything's going good. I got a new studio because I moved. I'm closer to Austin. I'm only, like, 20 minutes away from downtown like downtown like dirty six baby and um yeah i got a new studio i'm gonna paint this wall if you're watching the back wall is pink because the previous people added their child in here so the wall's pink but i love it the space is really good i'm gonna soundproof the f out of it and the audio is gonna sound even better than before and i'm super excited for that for you guys more than anything and i got this new audio board and it's um it's got a lot of cool features like if I ever tell a funny joke, I can play this one. <laughs> yeah, and if I ever tell a bad joke, I can play this one. So, there you have it, folks. Uh, yeah, I, I like the new setup. It's freaking awesome. And I'm excited for the future in this new studio. So, with that being said, enjoy Daniel Martinez, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks. This episode is brought to you by Whiskey Morning Coffee. Once again, my favorite coffee right now on the market. I need to try the espresso. They have a bunch of different blends. The Common Joe, just a pretty standard blend of coffee. Um, if you're not a super coffee head, that's the perfect cup of coffee for you. It's super easy to make, and uh, the blend is not too bold or too fruity. Or it's, it's just right, honestly, for most people. Then they have this espresso, which I need to make. Haven't made that yet because I don't have an espresso machine, but whatever. And then uh, they have their Texian Army blend, and they have their regular whiskey morning coffee blend, which is the barrel aged in uh, in in whiskey barrels, and that one is phenomenal too. But check these guys out on their their website www.whiskeymorningcoffee.com. I don't have a promo code yet, but I'm getting one. Shout out to the boys, the boys in blue. Actually, they're not blue. They're uh, the boys in I don't know what color they wear. White. I don't know. Shout out to the boys back home, Evan and, the, and Josh and all those guys. Whiskey Morning Coffee, go get you some. WhiskeyMorningCoffee.com. Clear my throat. Um, yeah, I hope my chair is in the audio. I hope it's loud in the audio. I can only, hear, I can only hear mine when I roll. Don't try to do it. <laughs> um, dude, thanks for being here today. Uh, everybody, thanks. Welcome, Daniel, into the studio. Hello, everyone. Oh, no way. Hey, thanks for being here, bro. We all love you. Oh, my gosh. I love this thing. That's new, yeah? I'm the first one with it. You're the first guest with the new Roadcaster Pro. Everything you see here, minus the uh, the desks, is new. That's so cool. I'm freaking pumped, bro. You got to adjust the, I don't know how to sit now. These are, like, pretty good microphones. Way better than the ones I had. And the headphones, too. Mm-hmm. These are your headphones. I can hear you, like, uh, in my ear. I can hear you. 
Way different from the first experience. Yeah, this is already like totally different. I got to figure out that this too, because it almost feels like it's in your face when it's not supposed to feel like that. So <clears throat> maybe we scoop further this way and we extend it. Or turn it that way. Like that? That works. That works a little bit. Yeah. Makes me feel more welcome. Yeah. Hey, thanks for coming, buddy. Thanks for having me. As everyone says. You're welcome, buddy. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to freak Yeah, out. you're going to play around too much gonna, with that. I know. And that's kind of why I like this thing is because I'm going to be able to, I can add my custom sound effects to it. This is cool. This is like a little note card you write on there so you know oh. what button is which. You write the sound and then you just place it over the thingy. That's pretty legit, dude. Yeah, it's wild. It's super, super awesome. I dude, so, so let me tell you. Tell the last so. two days have been shitty, dude. Why? Because, bro, Warzone has gotten too big. Like the <laughs> file. Oh, my gosh. Jackson don't know what I'm talking about. I've been texting him about it. We've been trying to play the last two nights. Mm-hmm. And um, I used to lag out, and it used to freeze, and then I'd have to just quit the application and then open it up again. But now, I can't even get into the menus, bro. At it all? freezes. Wow. And then it doesn't do anything. I try to close the application, and then it tells me, like, error, CE, 348-780. actually know it because I've been looking it up. That's pretty impressive. And then I have to hard reset my PlayStation and then try to do it again, and it's just gotten progressively worse. So then last night, you know what I had to do? I had to wipe my whole PS4 because they're saying that it might it? be a fix. Oh, my gosh. That's so annoying. So as we speak right now, COD's re-downloading. I don't it, get it. It was so fun the way it was at the beginning when they first introduced the the um, resurgence. Yeah. And then they just kept messing it up. Well, it's because they keep trying to put... Bill Cosby on the game. <laughs> they keep trying to put... What's his name? Will... Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. <laughs> uh, that's like your your special perk. You're like, oh, I'll give them. Just show them why I deal. That's a horrible impression. Either way, bro, it's ther- that's my therapeutic way of getting away from the day. Like, ah, oh, play yeah, COD. Bill Cosby. And uh, listen to Bill Cosby stand up. <laughs> yeah, bro. No, COD is so fun. It is an escape. But you know what's annoying? What? The one that's coming out later this year. They're going to try to put it in just like they did oh. Black Ops. So it's just going to get worse. So Jackson and I are like, Battlefield? We might be uh, thinking about moving over. Switching? That's kind of lame, bro. I don't want to get Battlefield. Well, neither do I, but I can't play. <laughs> I can't play anything right now. So that, the past two days have been a little wild just because I haven't been able to, to uh, enjoy COD with the bros. Dude, I got my setup ready. By the way, I'm I'm sure Taylor will listen to this, but <laughs> dude, I was looking. I have two of those little like power strips over there for uh-huh. for for cords, plugging in cords. Dude, I was looking for my other one, and I was like, wait a second, how did she hook up all this stuff to the TV? Oh, so I man. went over there, and it was there. There it is. So <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't is be the mad. one we got at Target. One, yeah, the two pack. Those, those black ones. Yeah, I can't be mad. I guess though, I use the TV occasionally. You but never use the TV. Yeah, I never do. But it's okay. She does. It's weird. You got you to gotta just let those things slide, bro. I guess so. Or I could have ripped the cord out of the wall. <laughs> just rip it out. <laughs> All the TV and stuff. Bro, so we've already had you on. You were, I think, the second guest 
And that was a long time ago, dude. Yeah, dude. It feels like it. It's really not that long ago. It's like a couple months ago, which, I mean, it feels like a long time ago, but months compared to, you know, people have been doing this for years. Like podcasting, imagine if you have like hundreds of guests and you're like, oh, I can't remember. But anyways, you were the second guest. Dude, that was longer than a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. That was in, bro, my first one was in February. So yours was in probably February or March. Yeah, like six months ago, over six months ago. Well, about six months. So that's a wow. Yeah, yeah, almost. That's half a year I've been doing this, so it's really cool. I'm. It's weird to look back, but yeah. it's really funny because there's only been minus a couple of weeks missed, unfortunately, due to stuff. Like it happens. It's only like 21 guests, 22 guests. When well, you're, when not you're even a one man show. Less than 20 guests, so because I've done a couple solos yeah but but when you're a one-man show shit happens and mm-hmm. you just can't sometimes you just can't yeah we talked about it a little bit but yeah i got to i have to get better like telling myself that because i get so down about it i i'm so bothered by not getting a guest and i mean obviously it's all my fault i'm the only one that sets them up but mm-hmm. it's just a weird a weird mindset Whenever you can't, because obviously I know going into this, I knew I wasn't going to be able to get guests every week because mm-hmm. I'm just a freaking clown, you know, but <laughs> um, it's been in person guests. I feel like are harder. Yeah. Because you're, you're in one spot mm-hmm. and the Zoom guests are I mean, that's not horrible, but I'd rather not. You know yeah. what I mean? So I have a couple people lined up, not like officially set, but like we're in communications with. So trying to get them on. That's exciting. Yeah, bro. Can you? They're actually coming like after this. So really? Yeah. Hurry up. No, <laughs> no I'm just kidding. I was say, dude, double header. That's cool. It would be cool, bro. But I'm not. Way to lie, though. I don't think I had like that, though. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm not, dude. That's great. This is so cool. It's really cool listening out of the freaking headphones. What's the point of this for people that may not understand what we're talking about? The point of what? The headphones. Oh. Ooh, that was loud. A little bit. Oh. Oh. Um. So this little system here allows us to hook up our mics and our headphones um, so that really it's just for the audio quality. You like you listen to the headphones to hear if your levels need to be higher or lower or if you need to like. I might change something in my voice right now because I have a deep I have a deeper voice kind of already. Oh, I've already turned it off. Well, never mind. They have stuff on here. You can adjust your audio, make it sound better or worse depending on what you like. And uh, the headphones allow us to listen and we can hear each other talk. And uh, it's better for multiple people. So you're not like interrupting. You can clearly hear yourself and everybody else. So if you're talking over somebody, it's hard to hear anything in the headphones and it it's just better. Is that all? Is that what you wanted? Yeah. Got to let people know. It's a new setup. So yeah. Let I'm, people in. I'm super pumped. Actually, all of this gear I have is all from the same brand. That wasn't the goal going into it, but it's all Rode. Trying to get sponsored. Shout out to Rode, dude. They sponsored this. Not really, but I, that'd be cool. This thing is money, though. This thing is a need. You need this thing in your life. It's going to help with uh, just like turnaround time, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It should, at least. Unless I get lazy. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, I have way more time now. <laughs> yeah, it takes me, just, two, same takes me thing. two hours. I just wait longer to start <laughs> it. Um, That's not really what happens. Yeah, bro, 
I love, I love you. Love you too. No, did you? So you made your announcement recently about yes. your your journey, your new chapter in your book. My transition. Your transition. <laughs> um, you want me to? You want me to? No, I don't want you to talk about. It. You want me to elaborate? No. Okay. We're just gonna leave a cliffhanger for those who didn't see your. They just go to my Instagram. <laughs> no, yeah. Tell them what's going on, and uh, and then we'll get into the the meat and the bones. Nobody says that. Adrian said that. I, I'm pretty sure Adrian said he said meat in the bones, and then he said he said meat in the bones, and potatoes. I mean, or something like that. <laughs> I was like, there's meat and potatoes. <laughs> That's funny. I've never said that before. That's so weird. He left you a gem, bro. Meat and bones. <laughs> That's so dumb. Okay, right. so everyone, I am um, moving to Los Angeles. Where's that? Amy and I. Moving to Los Angeles, not specifically the city. Um, we're hoping to be in Pasadena, which is northeast LA, um, LA County as a whole. And then um, Pasadena itself has its own city hall and I believe own mayor and own police department, everything. It's a little bit, um, it's, it's, it's further from like downtown LA kind of life. Um, little fun fact for everybody Parks and Rec. I think I told you this before. Mm-hmm. Parks and Rec, um, the intro, the city hall in Parks and Rec is Pasadena City Hall. Hmm. So everybody that doesn't know Pasadena, if you've seen Parks and Rec, you've seen a little bit of Pasadena, which well, is pretty cool. Unless you skip the intro. Exactly. Netflix. Everybody's seen it at least once, though. So Honestly, I don't. I have. I don't remember what it looks like. Well, <coughs> you can't watch it because Parks and Rec is off like every streaming now. Really? I'm pretty sure. Mm, it's like know. the office. I, I think there's only like That's annoying. It's frustrating. I don't I mean I don't watch stuff though, but it doesn't matter to That's me. That's a good background noise though. Like to edit or whatever, just put it on. Yeah, sure. I mean that's how I use it. I use I use um you ever YouTube like lo fi stuff? obviously you have. Yeah. I use I I YouTube um like nails on a chalkboard and I just let that play in the background. Oh my god! Somebody with really long fingernails scratching a chalkboard for an hour loop—it's just soothing. I use whale noises. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds just like that. Yeah. That was my best whale impersonation impression. Uh, but um, I guess with California, dude. Dude, it's an, me and Amy talked a little bit about it. But um, just a little bit, dude. This is a big step. Y'all need to talk more about. I it. I mean, like to the public. We had a little podcast on it, about 20 minutes, and we just kind of yeah. gave people highlights of it. But, um, dude, we just don't, it's not that we hate Texas. It just doesn't, we're not going to, like, just settle for Texas the rest of our lives. Yeah. We want to travel. We want to see where we can live. Um, And the first stop for us is L.A. Because the timing just worked out great. Plus, it's not a horrible place to live. I mean, it's expensive as all get out, right? But. Uh-huh. You know, we're young. We can live cheap right now. We can make it work. And then as, like, the future goes and bigger decisions in life come, like, we can decide, do we want to commit to that? Because homeownership and, and shit like that, it, like, you know, grown up, more grown-up stuff is, like, more expensive out there. Or do we want to try somewhere else? Or does she want to travel nurse? Do mm-hmm. we want to try, you know? So we're just, like, I don't know, dude, time, you've, you've probably felt this, like, time just goes really fast once you leave college. Even high school, college went really fast, and then after this, like, 
it's been a couple of years since we've been out of college. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we both don't want to like hesitate and wait on this. And then it's like, we're 28, 30, like, Oh, like years old, 28, 30 years old. And we're like, damn, we should have done it then because now like yeah. we're a little older, maybe mm-hmm. we just settle down now. Yeah. And then you just like, you never have that. Well, what if we would have met this person or the career would have went this way? Had we made that jump? Mm-hmm. We don't want to wait. We'd yeah. rather, I heard it. What's the quote? I heard it. Um, Oh, it said, I'd rather fail than not try. Mm-hmm. Someone said that in like a podcast or a show. Very simple. Yeah. I'd rather fail than not try. Yeah. And that's what we're kind of doing. Like, yeah, it's like super luxurious when you think about beach life or going to Dodger games, Laker games, going to concerts, going to festivals, all that. All that's really dope. And we're like, want to get to that. But right now we're like, let's see if we can find that community mm-hmm. where we want to I mean, essentially share the gospel and and be a light to people, but fit in, learn culture, you know, learn more than just what Texas culture has. Right. Right. And so, um, you ever picked up a book? Yeah. Have you? Books do the same thing. (laughs) You don't got to go. Bruh, you know, I don't read as much. Yeah. Have you? (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, bro. That's, I think that's awesome. I think why not? That's my whole thing. If you wanted to do it, then why not? I'm, I'm all for it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, of course you're not asking me, but I'm just telling you. I'm, well, it helps to have support from people, right? Like, I don't really care what other people think. Like, lady at HEB, right? That, um, or like works there. And I remember there was an interaction. I'm like, yeah, I was talking to my buddy Ish, and I was like, yeah, bro. Like, this is kind of when we first made the decision. I was kind of mentioning him, like, that's the goal. She overheard, was eavesdropping, and was like, do you know it's that expensive out there? Oh my gosh, you know politics, like everything negative that you can think. And just totally kind of raining on that idea. And I was like, well, I really don't care what you think. Mm-hmm. But I approach you and I'm like, A.V., what do you think about this? Or mom, what do you think about this? Dad, what do you think about this? Right. The people you care about. Yeah. I yeah. don't really care what other people think. Like, if you're yeah. part of my life, obviously I care. Right. So once you, I think you told me, you were like, dude, I don't, I'd rather you go. Like, not because I don't want you here, but I'd rather you talk about it a lot. You want to do it, just do it. Go for it. Send it. Take that risk. And so that helps for sure. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, it is a risk, but it's also not a risk because we're, we've been, I mean, we've been super blessed in this life. It's not like if you don't succeed over there, you're going to be homeless for the rest of your life. You know, you have people to help you out and get you back to Mm -hmm. where, to get you back on your feet, no matter what happens. So it's like, essentially we've i mean we have it so good we can even take risks like that you know mm-hmm. and I, it is technically a risk but i'm like in my mind i'm like if it doesn't work out then you just come back home like it doesn't matter you know i think some people can relate to what i'm, I'm going to mention how like being solo in something right for us where we do podcasts and, and it's you're way more consistent right but you do this production by yourself independently of course your guests help out but they don't edit they don't set up they don't go through the ideas they don't make the promos right so it's a one-man production with the unknowns it's a little bit like that right i I work have some other help from amy with like design stuff but i work on that alone like we kind of want to be our own boss so that starts from the top so we try to do our thing by Mm -hmm. ourselves yeah and i think like a lot of the time we create this idea that we're on an island and like oh man like i have to do this or else like I'm going to fail, but I'd rather fail. I even said it earlier, like, oh, I'd rather fail. But, like, really, when you have people around you, friends, family, 
sometimes it's just friends. Sometimes your family doesn't really rock with you like that. Right. But for like me and I could say you, we have a church family that like rallies around us. We have family mm-hmm. family that rallies around us. And then even people we're not related to the Maldives, right? Like the Pinsons, those guys, you know, Brendan, like that you telling me that they would let you be homeless. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. all this, like failure, fa- maybe but all those failure, <laughs> failure, like, man, we can't really fail because we have so many people around yeah. us. And I forget about that. I even thought about this this morning. I was talking to Amy and this whole week has just been stressful and we're, we're having, this is our last week. And so we're packing up, having to handle a lot of stuff. And then we're thinking about jobs and bills and all this. So it just gets stressful. Right. Then I was like, dude, even if like after this month long Airbnb runs out, if like we're not in a spot, we have people even in, in Pasadena that'll help us. And then Unc and them in Reno Valley, like there's, unless, I mean, some people are alone in the world, right? Yeah. The homeless people, like, yeah. like it's messed up how no one's there for them in that sense. But I mean, for us, for people that have, I guess the blessing or like the privilege of having support, I think it's kind of messed up to not take risks. And just play it safe because mm. you have that you have that at your disposal. That's not saying like just take sell it, everything. Take and, advantage. Yeah, take advantage of it. But don't I feel take, like yeah, don't take advantage. I feel like there's too many people nowadays that are just gonna do what they are supposed to do. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was I was it's weird though. I think there are a ton of people like that. And in my mind, I feel like there has to be people like that. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. just, unfor- I mean, and it's not even unfortunate. Some people love that. Some people are like really, really okay with doing kind of what you're taught to do when you're growing up, you know, go to school, go to college, get a good job. That's it. You know, find a person, a partner, mm-hmm. and then that's it. But I, feel, I really believe some people are just truly meant to do that, you know? Yeah. But also I, I do our generation is changing that mold a little bit. Yeah. You know, I feel like a lot of the kids that are, I say kids, the, a lot of the, the young adults that are our age are trying to find their own income streams and even younger. I know my cousin Rudy kids been, he used to sell shoes in, in call in a uh, high school, mm-hmm. make, he would flip shoes, make a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. And then he stopped that for a while. And now he's doing a lawn mowing service. And like, Dude, what kind of high school kid wants to mow lawns? But they're making bank, dude. Yeah. They're like, they're dominating over there. And then out of the blue, he pulled a storage wars, him and his partner, and um, like his business partner, and they freaking bought a storage unit that was some of the ladies. Some lady just had it for years. Rudy? Yeah. They bought it for like a G, and then they, they're flipping every little thing in there for so like, like fixing it up. And no, no, no. They're like buying like, oh, that, like a used storage unit, like that had the full of stuff from somebody oh. else, and they're selling all of that stuff individually. And they're like, there's comic books in there that I think are worth at least, I think, 60 bucks a piece. Damn. And there was like a couple, like, you know, more than five or more than 10 or something. And yeah. so they're like making their money back slowly but surely. And I'm like, dude, what the heck, Rudy? Mm. it's so cool and he's i think he's 16 he just turned 16 or 17 or something like that maybe 18 bro i don't know either way young dude gonna be his own boss there's like there's no getting around that he's gonna he's gonna be his own boss but well hopefully hopefully he just keeps with that because there's like as they grow up teachers or professors will you know show 
like easy routes or they won't show them how Rudy can then like legitimize it. Right. Not mm-hmm. that he's not legit hustling right now, but me and Adrian talk about this. You go to school, they don't teach you how to do your taxes. If you're self-employed, they don't teach you how to yeah. start an LLC. It's they fr- don't teach you how to hire an accountant. They don't teach you anything like mm-hmm. that. They teach you just how to jump in the system. Literally. Literally how to make resumes to get hired, to work to, for someone else the rest of your life. Yeah. It's so weird because whenever we graduated, our first jobs was were contractors, so we yeah. had to pay our own taxes right out of the gate. Like, yeah, and it was it was a weird setting because, like, obviously that's not what we thought we were gonna have to do. And even the job itself, more so for you, didn't even feel like it should have been the case. Uh-huh. But like, we had no other options, you know. Yeah. And we <laughs> didn't, we didn't have any knowledge to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say succeed because like we we did it with the help of of Matt and Luke. They helped yeah, us. They and did they gave us. Lunch. They bunch of advice mm-hmm. and, and pointed us to people um, to help out. But like school didn't teach us anything like mm-hmm. that. You think about it, bro. When you got your first job in high school, where did you learn how to fill out your W-4? I, I don't know how. St- like even I filled one. I filled one out this morning. And I was like. How do you do this? Oh, man. Like I have to read. You're like, what is name? <laughs> what the hell is my address? <laughs> but like you don't you don't learn that. And I think that that's for I mean. Bro, that has to be for a reason. Mm-hmm. I don't think if everybody was hustling, right, then everybody would be just trying to compete I, and it wouldn't work. But I feel like there should be like I took an entrepreneurship class. What did I learn from that? I don't freaking know. Like they should have been teaching. Oh, if you want to be an entrepreneur, this is how you start LLCs. This is like not just what an LLC is or what sole proprietorship, all this stuff. Corporations that teach us how to do it, teach us how mm-hmm. to look up stuff, how to send it out, what it and that they just don't. That just doesn't exist. Yeah, I remember. I remember in college, I took a course that taught me about um, like sole proprietorships. Um, it was just a your standard business course, mm-hmm. but it was, it literally it was just the definitions of each of them. And so I was like, "Oh, that's cool. You you don't get as much taxes with this one, or this one you own all the responsibility." Yeah. But it's like other than that, you just you learn exact like the very baseline of what that stuff is. But that's important, especially for business students, because like. You know, if if you're in a business school, you want to learn how to do that or like and it's it's weird because they don't give you avenues that are realistic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it realistic in terms of like, OK, I don't want to be in the corporate world. So what can I do? Yeah. So they don't give you any avenues to help you with whatever situation you're in, yeah. or whichever avenue you want to go down, unless you find a cool professor that kind of helps you. But and that's why, like, I'm almost when I like say that that Rudy was asking me like dude what should i do what should i'm looking at school i'm almost tempted to be like dude think about like if you if you need to if you want to of course like it's that's what i tell them i mean i tell them that i, I don't want to sound i don't want to sound like privileged and, and shit for having like i have a degree i have it you know and i was able to go to college i got a bunch of debt with it but like i was able to to do that mm-hmm. and i'm thankful for it it got yeah. me where i'm at but i think about what i do day to day College didn't teach me any of that. No. It didn't teach me any of like the taxes. The I mean, a little bit about the accounting, but like with Unc and his database that he's teaching me, I didn't learn any of that at college. Like how to edit videos. Nobody and how learns to, that at college though. <laughs> I mean, unless you're in computer science, but like I didn't, I, my plan, I didn't learn anything what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. And granted, like I didn't know that passion. College kind of helped me find that. And so for my case, it doesn't like make as much sense. Like, I still think if I didn't go to college, I don't think I'd be where I'm at right now. 
But for some people, mm-hmm. they don't need like if you're taking no, photos and you're making tons like tons of money doing high school photos and, and you're you found it, like you don't you don't need to go like JP for example, right? Yeah. His real estate stuff, he found his way, and like he didn't go to I don't think he went to college. Mm-hmm. No, and now he's killing it. Yeah, he's that's yeah. His story is pretty cool. The only difference is I think, well. He's one of those savages that just can work 24-7, yeah. which, I mean, that doesn't really have anything to do with this, but, um, yeah, bro, I agree. I tell Rudy all the time, I'm like, dude, if you don't need to go to school, don't, like, because mm-hmm. I'm his family, you know, I'm like, I'll tell him straight up, and I'll tell Terry, too, and I think he, I think he leans more towards trade school, mm-hmm. where we can learn a skill, like yeah. welding or something like that, and then uh, use that, and then actually, then you could create your own business if you're, like, a really good welder, or whatever the case may be, but, yeah, bro, I don't think... I don't think it's the way. I don't think it's the way for some people. Some people it yeah. is. Yeah. And you just have to, it's it's hard though because the hardest thing to do in life is find out what you love to do. Mm-hmm. That's like the hardest thing because you can't just, you can't just like, you don't just know unless, you, unless you're lucky. Unless you're very lucky, you don't just know. You have to at least try it once, maybe twice, you know. There has to be like an arena for you to, to find what you want to do. And I think that's why college works so well for people. To find what they want to do is because you're in a social setting. It's not just school. You're going out. You're meeting people. You're going to extracurricular. I would argue that the extracurricular stuff helped me more than like my classes, um, like in the sense of finding what I wanted to do. Yeah, this has to be a cheaper way of doing that and right, de- right. cheaper way of like letting young kids that that just turned. 18 so technically they're adults but like allow them to figure out what they want to be right like mm-hmm. college you shouldn't have to spend and get in so much debt just to figure out what you want to do because then it's like that like right no i agree just, it just it has to be a different way and i think that's why we're seeing so many people like us or um i, I mean maybe maybe us like i don't know i think people don't see the American dream of like this, you know, do this, do this, do this, do this. And then like people are still unhappy. Mm. People make a certain amount of money or, you know, right. achieve a certain amount of things when they're still unhappy and they're still not, they don't love their job. They just love what they can do with the money from their job. Right. Like, okay, well let's bypass that unhappiness. And I think I figured, I, I see like our generation is just like trying to figure out how to kind of get out of this cycle, how to break yeah. this cycle. I think that's why we see so much opposition from like the older generations is they're like, this is how we did it. And mm-hmm. this is how it's supposed to be done. Yeah. But then again, bro, all those people own stocks and all the shit that we're supposed to be working, you know, oh, like maybe so like, I didn't they, think about it like that, but they have a, they, they have, have a, investments. In, they yeah. Invested interest in it. So, and so they're going to want stuff to stay the same because if stuff changes, then they have to learn how to use Amazon. They have to start learning how to use yeah. all these different things. They want, they want, some people probably wish the milkman still existed, right? Because it was how they had things. Mm-hmm. But once stuff starts changing, then they freak out. Then they don't want stuff to change. And that's like, as I get older, it's weird. I'm 24, right? Not old. Like, not old at all. About to be old. But then, I, dude, I'm thinking, I'm like, dude, I'm going to have to start creating, like, maybe weekly or biweekly, looking, like, to the younger ages and what they're doing media wise what they're doing because mm-hmm. i'm already out of bounds tiktok I, I mean that's out of my element the next thing that happens and then all of a sudden we're going to be our parents when they're like what's instagram you know what i mean right 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 yeah that's weird to think about yeah i'm not on tiktok and i i get it though i can get it 
I don't get the dances or the, the content. I get why it's so attractive. Yeah. But yeah, that's just not, that's just something I've never, I didn't gravitate towards. Yeah. I don't know. But dude, so new studio. Yeah. New place. You're in Austin now, right? Is this considered Austin? We're in Travis County, baby. Travis County. That's that's Austin. Yeah, we're 11 minutes from the domain. We're 20 minutes from downtown. And we're, um, I think, four minutes from my nuts. <laughs> that mic's like a foot from your nuts. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. You're an idiot. Yeah, we're, we're really close. Um, we, dude, I'm, it's so cool. It's You know what the coolest thing about so far has been is not being familiar with where you are. <laughs> Crying? I almost died. I inhaled my drink or my spit or my something. My drink. <laughs> dude, that happens <laughs> to me all the time. By the way, I just wanted to say this. I don't remember anything from school, bro. I don't have the best memory, but I don't remember a single thing. Like, I remember, like, actively, like, going to, like, a couple parties and, like, hanging out with friends, going to baseball and basketball games. But stuff I learned, like, in the books, gone. You know, the, gone. the only thing I probably would advocate for is the accounting and finance. Those classes have stuck with me a little bit. Just, like, learning. Of course, I probably could not pass one damn test on there. But, like, yeah, I kind of understand more than what I did mm-hmm. going in with assets and liabilities and accounts payable, all that, you know, annoying stuff. But marketing, dude, which is what my degree is in. I mean, I almost feel like because I have a marketing degree as well, and I almost feel underqualified every time I like try to apply to a marketing position or if I whenever I was applying to those positions, I was like, I can't do this. I've never I never learned this. And then it's like it's a weird it's a weird cycle, because if you don't know it, you don't have any jobs, uh, previous similar jobs on your app application in your your resume then you're Mm. not going to get hired and so Mm. it's like a weird cycle of like oh i got my degree in this oh but you don't have the right skills so you can't get hired in that it's weird but yeah anyways um dude by the way q2 stadium is i think 10 minutes down the road wow yeah you're gonna try to get to some games oh yeah we're gonna we're definitely gonna have you looked in tickets i bet they're they're expensive really Mm -hmm. they're expensive but it's probably just because it's new, right? Mm-hmm. Like Jerry World was crazy. Hopefully, for the first it, yeah, hopefully it dies down quickly. But maybe I could find somebody with season tickets to just, you know, buy two. I, I applied there, too, but I don't have the resume You'd for be that. A popcorn guy or peanut yeah, guy or something. Peanuts. No, no, no. Um, what are they called? Uh, the people in the bathrooms that take your money and take your give you soap. <laughs> those dude. Dude, I hate those guys. Dude, come on, man. That's my I profession. I get it. I mean, I oh, yeah. Here's your profession. I cannot stand. I Every time we go to a bar or a club or something where we go in there and they're freaking there, oh, man, I text Johnny every single time. I'm really? like, dude, those guys. Um, He's they, back. It's the same make, guy every time, right? It seems like it. <laughs> dude, you know, I make them earn their money. I make them hold my wang while they're. Oh, my gosh. Your pen 15. <laughs> my pen 15. I make them. I don't. I they prop it. they prop me up, dude. So he I'm like, it. all right, here's your dollar, buddy. That's horrible. No, dude, I can't stand those I think, dudes. I'm, I don't let them look though. I get it; it's a hustle, but man, I'm just trying to take a leak. Bro. I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. It's really not a hustle. I don't know what that's from. I, I don't know the origin of that. Must I'm be sure old. it definitely is old. But what's the hustle in it, bro? You're sitting in a bathroom. You're gonna pour soap or spray somebody with cologne? Like it's they got gum. They they have 
fragrances. I, yeah, I guess. But like, bro, like, they had some popcorn. I'm pretty sure they got snacks. I'm I guess, telling you. I guess they're do they're work. It, they're hardly working. Is my point. You know what I, I mean? I just don't like it. I think it's intrusive. But they're whatever. like, oh, you want gum here? Let me here. Here you go. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like they're doing. And they're yeah, it is intrusive because it's the freaking bathroom. <laughs> but anyway, interested, bro? If if like. They must. They must have to pay. They pay the club something. Like they have to probably pay them twenty bucks up front or fifty or something. They got because they're getting a cut. That or they're just sneaking in all you the time. It's just a random guy. <laughs> they're like, uh, he's back. He's back. I wonder if some people don't know what we're talking about there. Because not everybody goes to clubs and stuff. But do women? Women have that? Pretty sure, dude. Saw a couple. Ugh. I'm. Pre- I'm pretty sure, and I'm. 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 I'm almost positive somebody mentioned that. Spread to the women's bathroom. I'm sure. For people that don't know what we're talking about, some some clubs and bars and stuff. When you go to the restroom, there'll be a dude in there, and he'll spray, he'll put soap in your hands, and he'll give you paper towels, and you're supposed to tip him. And I'm like, dude, like, doesn't this come with a bathroom, like soap mm-hmm. and paper towels? But they also have cigarettes. They also have colognes and probably anything you can imagine. Um, it, literally, they have a bunch of different things that you could. Ask for it's like a, a human. It's you, literally well, a human vending machine, bro. You, you have to pay for that stuff. Yeah, you have to pay for like the gum and stuff. They don't just give it for free. But if you like, they have the soap bottle in their hands, so that you have to go to them to get the soap. And then they have like a stack of paper towels. Even if it's like an automatic automatic machine, yeah, they'll like get a bunch out. Yeah, and they'll put a stack there so they can just hand you one. Yeah, it's and so it's just it's super strange that someone's just chilling in the bathroom. That'd be a horrible job, bro. Imagine smelling those farts all day. <laughs> just inhaling People farts for like up in hours. There. Yeah. No. No thanks, yeah, buddy. I can't stand those dudes. Those guys are clowns, am I right? <laughs> yeah, I take it that, man. Do another one for me, bro, because I can't stand them double. Hey, tell me a joke. Um. Damn, bro. You put me on the spot. I can't <laughs> think of a <laughs> That's joke. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. Dude, you know what I've been really interested in lately? What? War. Um, yes. Japan. World War Two, to be exact. Like to be exact. I've been listening to Dan Carlin. Mm-hmm. I know you've heard it a little. I've had bit. him on the podcast. Yeah. If you did, bro, I think I don't think you could stay up, bro. There's so no, if he was in front of me talking, I could stay up with a couple cups of coffee. I've been studying. I guess I don't want to say studying, but I've been. I watched two series on on HBO Max. I'm glad you. What? I'm glad you took that. I'm glad you corrected yourself. What? I guess because watching watching documentaries is kind of it's studying. Not studying but no. if you watch it for entertainment, it's not studying. But if you watch it with the intent of like, okay, I gotta I gotta learn this about then. Like, I need to know that. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. I don't know. But I'm you know, I'm either I'm way you're studying. Infatuated with World War Two again. Yeah. Uh, specifically, the Pacific Theater. Which I think is like very, very, it, it's crazy because like you hear World War II and you think of like, okay, one war, when really it was a bunch of different wars pieced together. Mm-hmm. And Dan Carlin does a good job of that, of explaining like who was fighting who and how everybody wasn't fighting everybody, right? Of course, that would be like logistically impossible because like Germans couldn't be on the Pacific mm-hmm. Islands. They right. could, but it didn't make sense. That would, that's, I'm sure that's what a lot of people think when they hear World War. Right, you know, like it sounds very, but there's different theaters, there's different mm-hmm. arenas of war. You got North Africa, you have Europe, you even have um, the submarine wars that you know people don't talk too much, but mm-hmm. it's like in the Atlantic, right. in the middle of the ocean. But um, the, the Pacific theater, I've been, I've been just really like, 
I used to study just um, like battles and like key moments of it. Mm-hmm. But Dan Carlin has got me so interested in like the, um, like the, I don't want to call them fun facts. It's not fun, but they're facts about um, like the culture of Japan or even um, like different things about uh, the culture that we don't understand. Right. Cause like in an American context, we view Japan, evil Japan. That's mm-hmm. all we can think about is evil Japan during this time. Yeah. During yeah, exactly during that time. Mm-hmm. And so we have like this understanding of, well, they're just a military government that wants to kill everybody and take everything for themselves. So, yeah. When in reality, bro, I didn't know this, that there was like two sides of this. There was the, like the politicians, you can say, mm-hmm. and the military. And they were very like rivals. And what the military was doing would sometimes really like discussed what the, the government wanted. Mm. But you couldn't go against them because you're trying to create Japan as this great power because they wanted to be considered with the, you know, the United States with Europe, the, the superpowers. Right. Right. So if they show division, that shows that they're not a stable country. Right. So all like the military leaders, they would take and they would that. Okay. So the, the what's that saying? The, the government, the government would give them an inch. They would take a mile. So they oh. would act out. And then the citizens would be, Oh yeah, Japan is great. And the government couldn't go against that because then you have, you know, like a disagreement within your own country. So the military leaders are the ones that really escalated a lot. The government itself wasn't, and the emperor itself didn't really want to do all these things. The military just acted out. That's pretty wild. There were almost separate factions within the military that controlled and had rivals with each other. Like the army and the navy were like big rivals within the Japanese Mm -hmm. military. All that to say, dude, I'm just super intrigued with a lot of the uncommon knowledge because we just hear the highlights, right? Mm-hmm. Battle of Midway, and right. But then you you learn about Pelelu and yeah. Guadalcanal and all these different battles and the logistics of things. The logistics are really dope too. When oh, this is just something interesting because we hear about Pearl Harbor all the time, but we never hear it from another perspective. Mm. When Pearl Harbor got attacked, Winston Churchill was delighted because he was like that means we've won the war because america's now in it their economy's in it their production's in it no longer do they have to worry about will the germans take us over and us not be a thing it was more so right okay they're in the fight good and wow isn't that crazy because we're like it, and it is a tragedy bro like over i think three thousand people died pearl harbor and Dude, it's like we're like, oh my gosh! Now we have to get in. And Winston Churchill, I think he said, "I view it as a, it's a tragedy, but it's also a great victory because now right. we're going to win. We have help." And that's, that's so that's, wild to think about, man. He was thinking a couple steps ahead. Yeah. Wow. And I mean, I'm just, I'm just fascinated about it. I would love to like become a protege of Dan Carlin and be able to learn how to actually study. Because, dude, like, video shit is cool and all that, and so are photos. I love it. But, dude, like, there's so much more to life, too. I'm, like, interested in. And that right there is one that I really enjoy the HBO series because of the Pacific one, but then also Band of Brothers. They do a really good job. Like, you think of war, war movies, uh, like, dudes love it. Uh, you think of Rambo, right? Right. Going down and just action belts all over his neck of, of, of machine gun bullets and then he's just doing his thing 
When in reality, bro, it's not like that at all. Like probably the the closer de- depiction is Hacksaw Ridge, right? Yeah. Where it's just horrible. There's nothing mm-hmm. good about it. There's nothing good about men killing men and Americans having to kill people and Americans getting killed. And the HBO series, man, like it does a great job of showing war in its true sense and how shitty it is and how unnecessary it is and it, how it shouldn't exist. Because a lot of the times those dudes on the Pacific, like the actors, of course, a lot of these dudes have memoirs, which I've bought and I'm reading through. One of them is uh, Sledgehammer was his nickname. Yeah. Eugene Sledge. That's pretty cool. Right. And I wonder, there's no way there's a relation with the Sledges, right? Maybe. Shout out to Whiskey Morning Coffee. Right on. Maybe we'll look it up. But um, in the memoirs, they're, they're just sitting there and they're just so frustrated. They're like, what the hell are we doing here? Why do we? What are we doing here? And I was reading his memoir last night, and they were talking about um, he was on a troop ship heading heading out from San Diego, and uh, he was just like, "Will I ever see?" He said, "Will I?" I was wondering to myself, "Will I ever see my family again?" Mm. I'm like, "Dude, I'm you ever have a sure. dream, or you ever feel like, dude, I feel alone right now?" That's like they're going in the name of their country, and they're leaving everything, and tons <coughs> of them just died. Yeah. I can't imagine. And dude, it was so cool when we got to go to when we got to go to Pearl Harbor yeah. in Hawaii. That was so surreal. I I can't imagine. I try to put myself in the mindset. Yeah. Not really in the mindset. I try to put myself in the mindset of the time more so than a per individual. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I try to put myself back in that that time and where the Pearl Harbor Memorial is, is like beautiful now. Yeah. Right. There's grass, there's pretty buildings, there's statues, plants, all this cool stuff. But when it was actually Pearl Harbor, like when it got bombed, it was like a swamp kind of area Mm. with a base on the, in the middle and that little Island. Mm -hmm. And it was like weird to just be in the same spots where those guys stood. And you know, it was wild and made it way more real for me. Mm was when we were standing on the USS Arizona Memorial that floats above, that's above yeah. the water. Yeah. And um, I was standing next to a couple and I was like, is that oil? I said it out of that. Is that oil? And they were like, yeah, it's still leaking oil. Yeah. Dude, I think I told you this, but my dad, I, I told my family I was going. I sent him a text. I was like, hey, we're going to go check out Pearl Harbor today. My dad was like, I heard it's still leaking oil. And my dad's a jokester. I was like, shut up, dude. Like, I thought he was kidding. Yeah. And then I saw the oil too, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's oil. And then somebody said, what? And I was like, that's oil. It's still leaking. And like, it it did make it more real, dude, because there's still oil in that freaking, yeah, that ship that's below the water. That's so wild. It was so big too. You know what's super crazy? You ever, have you ever been on a ship like that? Hold that thought, but have you ever been on a, like a... A battleship? Yeah. Not a battleship, but, but like, like a... No. A navy naval vessel? No, dude, I haven't. Really? That's I wanted to like I wanted to to make it a point to go. I forget where this uh, ship was. I think it's somewhere in there's Houston. O- there's one in San Diego. There's one in. Um, I think Houston has one. Yeah, probably. There's one in um, Port Port A. Okay. The U.S. Lexington. Oh, what? Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See. I didn't. It's yeah. wild. I mean, they charge you like twenty bucks to go on, but it's yeah. worth it once. It's worth it because yeah. it's so wild, dude. You walk through these little tiny hallways. You have to duck. Yeah. It's just so small. 
they fit yeah. so much on those. I mean, although they're big boats, it's like a building. It's like a building in there. You know what I mean? I learned the other day that battleships and um, battleships took three to four years to make. Wow. And they were they were obsolete in World War II after the first couple of years. Right. Um, but even aircraft carriers take two to three years to make. You think about how quick a car gets made. Or yeah, it takes a, a day, right? Right. I think probably maybe half a day. I don't know. I don't know car production like that, but it's not years. Right. But yeah, dude, the aircraft carriers are wild too. Those are so big and you can freaking, there's like a mini road on it. A mini like. They have catapult systems. Ship. Yeah. Those are cool. No, it's like. What dude, I, what, Chandler Chappie, bro. He flies on those things. Dude. I want to have him on. I'm going ha- to have him on when he's in Oh my gosh. I can't wait for that one already. Yeah. I can't wait to hear. It's so crazy. Cause I saw, dude. I I'm ask. I wonder. I wish I could ask him about it. I saw a, a video the other day. It was a um, some pilot. I want to say it was Russian, mm-hmm. but he over he uh, he he did thirty seconds of nine G's, mm-hmm. and you have to. So like this machine is when it's spinning you in circles and yeah. it's it's imitating gravity on you. He did it, and you have to push up, like you have to flex everything in your back, and I thought it was to breathe. Uh-huh. It's literally to allow your blood, like your veins and arteries open so that you don't pass out. So blood doesn't get caught like in between, like, or get um, cut off from your head. And so it's literally like these exercises and they breathe. But he did nine G's, bro. 30 seconds of it. And it just. That seems, that would make me throw up. I can't wait for you. Yeah, I saw it and I was like, AVV's so sick. Yeah, Chandler had to do that. I don't know if you follow him on IG, but. He, he had a video of it, um, either a video or a picture of his face. And he was like, that's crazy. Yeah, it's uh-huh. wild. But dude, the coolest thing about Chandler is that, first of all, he's a super nice guy. I've known that guy for a while. We haven't always been like super close, but great, great human being. Yeah. And I've known, I don't know him that well, but I've known he's wanted to be a pilot since, since I knew him. That's what his dad did. And uh, I don't know if his dad was in the Air Force, but he's in the Air Force and his dad flew planes. That's all I knew. They were they were very involved in like planes, and there's a picture of Chandler as a little baby with his dad on one of the red birds. I don't know what they're actually called. One of the red uh, jets, and uh, Chandler's a baby. His dad's like you know probably twenties, mm-hmm. and they're sitting there on the bird, and then they freaking recreated that picture when. With Chandler as an adult, actually, the as the pilot of the plane, mm. it was so cool. I was like, "Oh my gosh, bro, he freaking did it!" It's like one of those things where you're like, "Whoa!" Like he's actually accomplishing a dream that yeah. he's had. It's wild. It's that's, really cool to see Chandler Chappie on Instagram. People, that's that's like uh, it's like when you see NBA players mm-hmm. and they're going mm-hmm. to camps and stuff, and like that's their dream. Yeah, but. I mean, I don't know, dude. They get they have pictures with the with the old heads whenever yeah. they're young. Like Trey Young has pictures of everybody. Yeah, because <laughs> he went to every camp ever. It seems like. Yeah, bro. Trey Young looks like a uh, he looked like an alien when he was a kid. Dude, so if you could, if you could, um, like, spend a week in someone else's profession, say that you're like able to spawn into their life and you have all their skills and you have the knowledge. Other than like athletics, because I think everybody's like, I'd love to be Tom Brady, you know? Yeah. Uh, for I don't know if I would, but yeah. But like, you know, I know what you, I know what you, you mean. Know, I know yeah. what you mean. That's like the, kind of the cliche thing or like movie stars or right, something. Right. What's something that I'll give you time to think. You go first. I'll think. 
So for me, dude, I think I would pick, and because, dude, right now I'm fascinated with war. Yeah, and I love, I love photos. Mm-hmm. I would pick a journalist that survived the war in the Pacific. And I would like to experience at least like for a week um, that environment. I would just, I, I read so much about it. Not that like I want to be some tourist of the past, but I want to like gain a better appreciation. Right. Because for me, when I read these books, I'm like, oh, dang, like that seems so bad. But I try to like push my brain to comprehend more. And there's only a certain limit we can comprehend because we're not there. We yeah. can't smell what they smell. We can't see what they see, feel oh, the heat. Yeah, but the smell is horrible. But like it's terrifying, right? I'm not like trying to be a tourist and like enjoy it. Right. Because one you, thing I heard the other day was like the Pacific was full of insects and bugs and centipedes would crawl over you and all this crazy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that would be something that would be super fascinating and humble. And I think that that like the old heads of our generation are onto something when they're like, and these kids are so like pampered and you guys don't know like struggle. I think right. there's a there's a good point. I mean, dude, we could get anything to there's, us tomorrow from Amazon. There's validity to that. Statement. Yeah. Yeah I, yeah. I get it. Even like your dad, bro. I admire your dad. And I loved when you talked about him a lot on your podcast it was like, your dad works so damn hard. I have to sit in front of a screen and I'm like, that's work for me. Mm-hmm. Even then I have to think to those things. I'm like, dude, I'm such a baby. Like yeah. I'm, I'm pampered. Mm-hmm. So I would love to experience that like photojournalism in in the pacific because right now of course i'm fascinated in a month it might be a different answer but i just like when i'm going through sadness or depression in my stuff like current day i think looking to the past and looking at struggle and in my in in my understanding um i think it's necessary but like with me i'm, I'm studying the pacific and i'm trying to learn and kind of gain a different perspective I might jump to the European theater after this, or I might just jump to the war in Korea, or I might get out of war entirely and go to philosophy and look at different things. Or, right, right. But do you uh, have one? Um, I wanted to say something about that real quick. First of all, I feel like people back then didn't really have depression. Mm. You know what I mean? Besides in the Great Depression, when everybody had depression. Mm, yeah. But um, <laughs> I feel like people didn't have depression back then. They had I don't know. I don't, I'm sure some people did. It probably right? wasn't diagnosed like that. Probably, probably wasn't as many people as today. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Like weirdly, probably. And I don't want to say it's because they're tougher. I mean, who knows? They probably are in some ways, probably aren't in others. But I feel like it's because they always had stuff to do. Because mm-hmm. I feel like now we, we are always like, it's almost everybody thinks about themselves all the time. Yeah. And when you have alone time, you, you're able to think and really about the negatives. It's hard to not think about negative stuff when you're like alone for long periods of times. Yeah. And I feel like they didn't have that. Like the men were working or they were in war and the women were always busy. And obviously I think our phones have a lot to do with it, like yeah. technology. But yeah. but going off of what you said about my dad, he just retired. And so this is twofold. This is kind of going back a little further and then also to what you just said. So at his little retirement party thing, uh, a lot of, it was during, I think it was like three o'clock, right? During the middle of the day on a Thursday, dumb day to have it, whatever. Um, He's like, I'm done, dude. Can't wait till Friday. He he called in sick that day too, bro. Oh my. It was so funny. But he, um, 
we, he was on the stage talking. He went up there and talked, right? And first of all, I wanted to say I didn't go up there and talk, which they didn't ask us to. They were asking people for, like, memories. And so I, I was just thinking about this, and I was like, I was thinking of what I wanted to say. And so I kind of had, like, a little outline in my head, and um, I just held back. I didn't go up there. And thinking about it now, I'm like, dude, I don't want to, I don't want to, this goes off of what you said about regretting or like, you know, you're moving to California. Yeah. So I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to regret not saying something when I should have said something, especially if it's about somebody I love and care about. Yeah. I should have went up there and, you know, made a joke and then gave some serious props to my dad for working for 20 years so that I have what I have. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that. It was kind of, kind of made me a little bit annoyed at myself that I mm-hmm. didn't go do it. That's happened to me twice, mm-hmm. twice that I can remember in the past couple of recently you know that and then at your graduation party for college Mm. at that restaurant I was um they asked people to say prayers for you and for some reason I just like started thinking about it too much and then I chickened out I like I didn't do it but I was like I have some stuff to say I don't know why I didn't say it that's I just wanted to say that I don't want to I don't want to be I don't want to regret not doing anything even if it's as little as talking you know talking about something when I have something to say about it but anyways my dad was on stage giving his little talk. Um, and then I told my brother, I was like, dude, he worked here for 20 years hard. Like, huh. I was like, that's insane. 22 years. And um, I was like, first of all, I don't want to do that. I don't want to work in the same thing for 20 years. Like props to my dad. That's like his generation's thing was to get longevity in your career. Yeah. Right. So he accomplished goals, right. That his family didn't do in the past. Uh-huh. His family in the past had to like work and like literally cotton fields, West Texas, and like just doing a manual labor, no, no education at all, not even high school. And I was like, dude, dad leveled up from his family. And although it might make us feel guilty sometimes to like sit behind a computer, it's a level up from what my dad did. Mm-hmm. And that's what he ultimately would want, you know? Dude, like, I was I was literally thinking that. Yeah. Because like, what is society unless it progresses? Yeah. It gets easier. That's mm-hmm. the goal, right? We don't want to make it hard. Yeah. But there's pros and cons that come with that. That's why, like, yeah. obviously, when like people get successful and rich, their kids usually aren't as successful and rich. As successful or even rich. And sometimes they go off like on dark paths because of yeah, like they can't compare. I feel like I feel like the step that like I don't know who's gonna figure it out. I yeah. don't know whose role it is to figure this out. Joe Rogan talks about it a lot. Um, people yeah. talk about it a lot. Of like, you have to almost find a way to make your life hard and uncomfortable. If you're, of course, some people out there, right? Or that that's default for them. It's hard. It's right. uncomfortable. But like, as we're able to get anything, I've used this example a couple of times. But get anything tomorrow from Amazon. Let's not abolish that because of, because oh, we want to be tough. Because it's easier than what they had. Yeah, yeah, like, let's keep that, but how can we still make our life uncomfortable enough to where we're tough and we're able to persevere? I don't want to say tough, but, like, persevere and have better endurance for life struggles, right? Like, how do yeah. we how do we do that? And I think a lot of people find success in, like, endurance stuff, and powerlifting, a lot of like right. workout and health aspects of life. But like, how do we, that's a question that maybe I start thinking about. It's like, how do we, for, for one day, hopefully 
I have kids, right? How do I make their lives a little bit tough so that they can learn some things? Right. Because I don't want to like give them tough that I had. I don't want to like, all right, got to teach my son how to be strong. I'm going to yeah. divorce my wife gonna, and like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like move and, and have so this crazy. like strife. That's hilarious though. Like, oh, well, son's got to get tough. <laughs> Let's put the dog down prematurely to like make them tough. Like, okay. Wow. Right. Like there's obvious. That's a, those are good ideas. Those are good those ideas. Are horrible ideas. Right. But like, how do we other yeah. than, than chores or it may just be chores or it may say mm-hmm. like, son, this is or daughter, this is what I'm going to try to set up. It's going to be tough. You're going to get mad at me. But listen, trust me on this. Like, this yeah. is what we have to do. Because, I mean, you would I would I would say usually you would agree that struggle is good. I don't think struggle should be like all of our life. Yeah. Because then you have dark past like you mentioned earlier. Yeah, right? I think. Yeah, I, I agree. I think struggle is really good. I think. I think Joe Rogan's point is like. For him, I think it's a little different. He's kind of crazy. Yeah. He says it keeps like, keeps him nice because he's too tired to worry about anything else. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I do this extra extraneous workouts because extraneous. I do this really hard strenuous, strenuous. How do you say strenuous. that? Strenuous. Strenuous workouts um, because I'm a psychopath and it helps me not be a psychopath. Huh. But for others, it's like, you, your day is so easy. Like you could do something harder to put perspective in your mind. You know, like that's yeah. what I think is like we have it so good that you don't have to do a single thing that's hard at all. Yeah. The hardest people do probably in their days is probably walking, like staying on their feet. You know, yeah. if they have a day job, then you're probably walking more or you're sitting in a chair that's uncomfortable after or the dishes, the fifth hour. Right. Stuff like that. Is yeah. Like so women, women. Oh my gosh. You're messed up, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's messed up, bro. You said it. Hey, hey I'm just, I just said, you're just saying, right? You <laughs> you're just saying. It's better that it happened. <laughs> Dude. But, um, so thinking about the career thing you were saying, I just had one and it went away. Career thing. I said something about dishes. You said something about no. sitting in a chair for four to five hours. Yeah. No, you were talking about career thing. Like, um, what career would you have if you didn't have yours? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. If you I was just, I was just thinking about. I'm, I'm so annoyed. I brought it up because I had one, and then I just forgot. Like my mind went blank for a second. But, um, I don't know, bro. I have a lot of interests, but I think the majority of my interests involve, um, which is weird because I'm not like a. Normally, I'm not like a guy that wants attention. Yeah. Or craves it. Like I don't mind it. Yeah. I'm good with it. Good without it. Yeah. But. I would really like to be really good at an instrument or singing uh, yeah. and see what that life's kind of like. Not because it's like, not because of the craziness. I don't get crazy now when I have every opportunity, you know, Yeah. like where I don't, I don't even find opportunities. I don't have every opportunity, yeah. but I've never been that kind of guy. But the being really, really good at something is uh, as long as I can remember, like, I've never really known what I've wanted to do. Yeah. Like up until recently with the podcast stuff. And it's like the most I've ever known I've wanted to do something Mm -hmm. even more so than like camera work. Right. Because I would like to do this. Um, Hey, there's a little bird. Look at that bird. A little hummingbird. Yeah. Anyways, this is like the most I've ever known. I've wanted to do something. And all the, all the time being asked when I was a kid, they're like, what do you want to do? 
and I'm like, he was either NBA player or I don't know. I don't know. And then once I did know, all I knew was, okay, I just want to be a professional at something. Mm. That's, that's what I would tell people. I was like, you know, I don't know what I want to be, but I just want to be a professional at it. I want to be, I want to have the term professional blank, whatever that is. Yeah. So if that's professional musician, professional podcaster, professional back rubber, whatever. Masseuse. <laughs> yeah. Back rubber sounds better. Because <laughs> I only do on, I only do backs. Anyways, so who would you switch with? I've been listening to John Mayer a lot. I feel like okay, his life's cool. One. I feel like his life's pretty cool because he's he's when I think of pro, I think of like okay, he's like an expert, right? Like yeah, he you can't you can't get lucky with that with the skill he has and the talent he has. You can't get lucky with and just stumble upon that. You know, you have to work. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure he used to be like a nerd. I don't know if you've ever seen him in earlier days or whatever but he wasn't like a cool guy in school and he just got really good at the guitar and then he eventually got better looking mm-hmm. and but he's i don't know if you, i've used to watch youtube videos of him playing guitar it's crazy like it one just, of the best ever to do it and just make up stuff right oh yeah 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 it's wild it's it's always so weird to see it's not weird that's just my go-to word. Weird and super are my go-to words. And so I'm going to call myself out so that I stop doing them. But it's always super interesting to see. Admirable. It's always admirable. <laughs> I like that. To see somebody who's super skilled in something. Yeah. Right. Super admirable in something. Admirable. It just, I. Th- that's a good one. John Mayer's pretty, because he's a, I don't listen to him too much. Yeah. Sob Rock is his new album. It's pretty I actually good. put that on the other day. It's pretty it's good. It's good. Pretty nice. Yeah. Good good lyric lines in there. I like sure. them. Adrian will probably quote them here. So. Yeah. His his lyrics are good because he puts thought in them. He's a really smart guy too. I don't know if you know this, but he went on stage a couple of times with Chappelle, Dave Chappelle. Uh, they would do shows at the comedy store together. No way. And he would do comedy with Dave Chappelle. Did you also know he's like 6'5"? Really? He's tall. I don't know if he's 6'5", but he's tall. He's a tall guy. He's a big dude. I also heard that, I don't know how true this is, but I heard that, um, this is, I heard this from a podcast, so it's probably not true at all, but people say that he's, he's, he's a rock star. It's hard for women to not like rock stars, right? Yeah. I've heard that he's been with so many women <laughs> that he switched to men for a little bit. Like, it wasn't gay, just was like, oh, I've had plenty of women, what are, let's see what this is about. Huh. But I don't know if that's true. I think it's hilarious. Though. You know what's weird is I, I heard about, I heard that same thing about a dude that we went to high school with. Really? Yeah. Wow. Maybe there's validity in that. I don't want to find out. Why don't you go find out? I'm, I don't want to find I'm out. I'm a committed man. I don't want to, I don't want else. That's good, bro. Dude, that's really interesting. Um, yeah, bro, that's, John Mayer's a cool dude. I want to listen to more of his music. Cause, uh, it's so good, bro. The minimalist brought up one of their one of his lyrics, mm. which I think is like, it's pretty interesting. Oh, we'll talk about that. The uh, lyrics. Oh, the lyrics. No, the, the, the minimalist. Yeah. I'll say the lyrics and then d- dive into that. But um, he says uh, he says hurt me. Please. He hurt said me. hurt hurt me one time. You're dead to me. Hurt me two times. You're like family. 
something like along the lines of that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I didn't like exactly quote it, but it's pretty much along the lines of like, we hurt our family the most, mm. which is pretty, pretty deep, pretty mm-hmm. interesting. That's wild. Why are you always hurting me, man? I don't hurt you. Ooh. <laughs> so the minimalist. Um, so Amy is a big fan of these guys. Um, I'm a big fan of them. Let me tell the story. Now. Okay, go for it. Listen. Okay. So Daniel's moving to LA, right? He's known this for a while. Him and him and Amy are moving. And so obviously you can't really move without a job. And so they've been applying, both of them, Amy's to nursing, Daniel's to anywhere he finds interesting, literally. So Amy's a big fan of the minimalists, which if you don't know who they are, they are, it's a, it's essentially, it's two people, but it's a brand, right? It's also kind of a brand type thing. But they have uh, some documentaries on Netflix. And essentially what they're about is living um, minimally, literally. So like only having one coffee cup, only having a couple pairs of shirts, a couple pairs of pants, just enough to get you by, no more, no less. Because I think their their philosophy is what what we have doesn't define who we are. It's more of we don't need these these materialistic things um, to perform essentially in every sense of the word, in every way. Like to be a nice person, to be a good person, to be smart, to be mm-hmm. uh, loving, whatever the case may be. You don't need materialistic things to accomplish those goals, and so. I don't know what else they stand for. Pretty much their slogan is, is I might butcher it, but it's to their, their goal is to help people live a more meaningful life with less stuff. Okay. That's a good way to put it. So Amy listens to their podcast because she had watched their show and just got into, you know, like they just, she connected with her. It resonated with her. And so she, um, she dove deep, right? So now she listens to their podcast and I think they had announced on their on their show that they were looking for people, like employees to hire. So they were like, click on the link on our website. If you want to apply, send an application, uh, video type thing. So Amy was like, oh, Daniel, you got to try this. So he did the application. It was like a two-minute long video that you sent them to describe yourself and kind of what you're about, what you've done in the past and all that. And then... Um, he was one of 10 selected. I've heard this story a couple times. He was one of 10 selected to go. You're doing really good. I know. I'm good. <laughs> I'm really good. And so um, he was one of 10 selected to do a different interview, an, a, a Zoom interview over you know over the computer. And so they did that. That also went very well. And so at that point, they narrowed it down to two people. And so he was one of two to go do the in-person interview in kind of like a mock work day. Right. But it wasn't like a mock work day where they just set up the gear and didn't shoot. They actually shot. They actually set up. They did a podcast. They taught him how to do this stuff. And um, it was kind of like a day in the life type thing where you, you ran through the actual position as if you had it. So we got to help them on the podcast. He set them up. Um, met the guys, all the guys, the two guys that are the, like the face of the brand. He met the guys that are all behind the scenes. And um, they had two days of that. One day they went and got lunch, mm-hmm. right? After the second day they got lunch. Yep. And they said, Danny, you're cute. We like you. 
come on over. We'll give you a little jobby job. Yep. So I hired him. And so Daniel is now part of the minimalist, and that's why he's got the honorary black T-shirt on. Yeah. And um, the gold chain. <laughs> do they wear necklaces or jewelry? I don't think so. That's see, that's I, but they're gold, but they're gold, but they do say minimalism looks different for other people. I think and so. I for have me, a minimal life. I think I have like thirteen shirts now. Look at my desk. How minimal is that? It's not not at all. <laughs> it's just a bunch of books, bro, and a bunch of watches, and then a couple headphones, and some cords, and some speakers, and yeah. I mean, but dude, I've seen worse. <laughs> yeah, it was worse last night, dude. It was so annoying. You know what's annoying? Is that I tried to do like a little vlog thing of me like cleaning the room up. I did like a little time lapse. I was just trying to make something while I was just un- up. unpacking and stuff. Yeah. And so with that comes like, oh, I got to turn the, I put my task can on, the, the microphone on. I put the camera on. I had to make sure the angles looked okay. I didn't, I wasn't making it look perfect, but it just added time. And so when I got to the point to where I was actually starting, it was already 10 o'clock and uh, I didn't, I didn't start at like eight, but. I started at like nine something. And then when I got to the part where I was actually going to start putting stuff up, I went and asked Taylor. I was like, hey, is it, is it too late to drill on the walls? She was like, yes, it's too late. And so I was like, man, that's like half the stuff I needed to do was like <laughs> drilling. In the hole. So I couldn't even do half the stuff I wanted to do. So no, I was going to put the calendar up and the freaking oh, man. shelves. But so anyways, Daniel's got a job in L.A. working for the minimalists. Got a part. It's a part time job. <coughs> it's a couple. I think it's going to be end up being a couple of days a week. Um and then has potential for maybe more and just yeah. good connection. They're good dudes. They're very intentional with their words. I think that's one of the most like intriguing things about it is it's not like listen to our podcast, read our book, get rid of all your extra shit. Like it's, it's like be intentional about your words, right? The one illustration that is just was really kind of blew my mind is reserving the word love and don't apply love to things. And, um, he was talking about like this glass. He had a mug and he was talking about it and he was like, this might be my favorite mug, but I don't love it. I don't love it the same as I love my wife. I don't love it the same as I love my family. Right. And that love kind of creates an attachment and how many favorite things he said. Now favorites are fine. And if your favorite breaks, you can get a new one and it's your favorite. But when you have love and your stuff and, your words, your vocabulary can kind of hardwire our brains to, to just think like we need more. And so um, it's, it, they're just, they're very interesting people. And I was thinking of, on my walk this morning, Amy and Unc took a walk and um, I was thinking about, I literally thought, oh, what shirt am I going to wear? And I was like, oh, I wear the I wear the black one. I haven't worn that in a while. I've worn my Don't Trip hat in a while. Um, and I kept them because I do like them. I feel confident. And then I thought, before I got rid of a bunch of shirts, because we're moving, we're downsizing, right? It kind of lined up perfectly. I was like, dude, I, I'll throw a number out there. I would guess that I had 40 to 50 shirts. I kept, I want to say, 12 to 15. But the 12 to 15 that I kept, I like, I feel comfortable, I feel confident, and I and I like them. The, there was probably another 10 that I got from events and free shirts. Right. There was another... 10 that probably didn't fit me that great and I didn't like wearing them. And there was another five that I probably didn't wear in a year. And I was like, dude, how, how much more sense does it make to have the shirts that I wear and I like, and I feel uncomfortable. They're my favorite shirts. Keep those instead of 50 of them. Right. And a pair of shorts was the same thing. Makes a lot of sense. And so 
It really, uh, it really does make sense. I understand it. And that's low-key without actually being a minimalist. I try to do that with my mom and my dad at home because yeah. they just have so much stuff. It's yeah. just like an old mindset of like, oh, I'm going to keep this just in case I need it in three years. When it's like, if you haven't used it in the past like couple months, yeah, then you're probably not going to need it in the next couple of months. Exactly. And if you do, maybe you buy one. Maybe you buy one yeah. at the... But what do they do in instances like that? So like, what do they do if they need something, but they don't have it? And they're like, well, I don't want this because I only use it rarely. Do you think they just probably borrow it from a friend? I think they, they try to borrow or they try to rent or they try to buy yeah. something that's maybe dual purpose. Mm. Um, I know with like their replacement stuff, like they have a, if something, something breaks, they say like, can I repair it? Can I live without? And then the last one is, do I need to get a new one? So they kind of have processes for everything. They have processes for buying. They have processes for, I'm sure, even giving stuff away. Um, I'm super excited to learn more about it. It's just, it's it's very, very interesting right. to me. And Do you think that they live like that to the fullest? Dude, yeah. Do you think I, they, do you think they practice it. what they preach? Yeah. I, I saw a couple promos of them, and... Um, I was like, "That's that's that freaking jacket that was hanging up in the in the actual studio." Wow! So it's like the same one. Do you think that? I feel like it's not that hard. If if you have a nice looking clothes, right? Mm-hmm. If you have a clean black shirt, it's good quality. It's gonna last you as long as you need it to. If you have, same with pants. Like if if the things that you're buying, instead of buying a large quantity, you're getting a better quality. Yeah. So you're spending almost just as much. Instead of buying 10 shirts at $20 a piece, you buy two shirts for $40 a piece. Right. Right. So, yeah, do you think, I feel like that wouldn't be that bad. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. If it looked good and it wasn't like a shirt like I'm wearing right now, I've had this shirt for 12 years, but, <laughs> I mean, this shirt's, it's falling apart, but. Like the quality will, yeah, yeah I, I feel I like that's not bad. But another question, wait, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to, have you heard what Adrian said about, um like the Steve Jobs and the Zuckerbergs and even probably Bezos, he was saying um, that they keep their, their outfits very simple. Or I think, I'm not sure which specific person Adrian was talking about, but it's kind of an ideology of limit the decisions you have to make so that like you have more brain power and more attention and more energy for the big decisions you have to make. Right. So like if you have to sh- choose between two pairs of shoes or a shirt, this shirt or that shirt, like you have, okay, well, it's simplified for you so that when you have to make a complicated decision, you have more brain power for it. And that's kind of like what he was saying, why Zuckerberg wears the same shirt or same color shirt, whatever, every day. It makes a lot of sense. Besides the fact that he's a freaking... Kind of weirdo. A lizard? He's a lizard he person? He's a lizard, yeah. It makes a lot of sense, other than that reason. Um, so do you think that these guys... Okay, so I remember, I think we were in our men's group, you brought this up, uh-huh. and somebody was like, they're they're probably renting a $4,000 uh-huh, yeah. like studio. It doesn't yeah. seem too minimalist to me. Do you think you can be, because obviously they've had Netflix stuff, they have, yeah. they're probably making money, right? They're probably not, not making money. They're yeah. probably making a good amount of money. Um, so do you think that it's, not minimalist to spend that money on high quality stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like a, a nice studio. I don't know if the studio is nice, but it's an expensive part of town, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. So 
would that qualify? Would the cameras they have qualify as minimalist or like? I, I would <coughs> say, I would say, I don't, I, I'm, that's a good question. And I'll probably ask them that in the future of, of kind of like, where does, where do you stop with like designer stuff? Right. Kind of that upper echelon of like items. Right. Um, but like just by being in the studio, they could have the, a really nice 50 millimeter lens that cost a bunch and have four or three of them since they have a b and c cameras but they're they're you they're getting what they need mm. and we've been a part of and i've no people that, that don't always get what they need they get what they can get because they're able to and it's fun too but um in the sense of that i don't i feel like the I'm, I'm, I am interested in kind of the economic side of minimalism, like the dollar amount of right. stuff. Um, right. But to to their point, I'm like, and, and you kind of mentioned it, if you get good stuff or if you have less stuff, you can get higher quality stuff with that money that you don't spend on dumb stuff and you can get a better product. Yeah. I feel like that's not a horrible way to live. Adrian also does. I've mentioned Adrian like 50 times on this podcast, but he kind of brought that up to me when I first met the dude and got closer with him is I'm like, dude, you don't have that much stuff. And he's like, well, yeah, but you know, the stuff that, um, he's like, I don't like buying a lot of stuff. And then I noticed, well, when he gets like something, he gets a good quality. And I think that's because, well, if you use it a lot, if that's like, if it's very useful to you, it makes sense to spend that extra money. Right. Right. Like if you use one coffee cup a day, yeah, you can get a cheap one too. You might end up replacing it or you can get one and and you just have like a really good one because yeah. you're not having 50 other travel mugs, right? You just get one really good one. I agree. So I'm interested to learn. And that's something that, that um, Josh, one of the, one of the two mentioned to me is like, I think you're going to be able to learn a lot. I think it's going to just be really good for you to be here. And I was like, man, like, that's exciting. I've never, I haven't heard that much. Like you're going to be able just to learn a lot. It's going to help you kind of, live a little more optimal. I'm like, that's really like, that's the purpose. What good is your purpose in life? If you're not helping yeah. your employees or helping your family, like what good is your, your goal? If, if it's not helping people that are right next to you. Yeah. So with this move to LA, do you have any goals? We'll say you have any non work goals. Do you have any work goals? And what is something you hope to do while you're there? Cause who knows how long you'll be there, you yeah. know? So, What's something you hope to accomplish there? I think an interesting non-work goal is I want to meet, my dad has done this in his neighborhood. I want to meet like a local liquor store dude that owns it. And I want to be able to kind of invest in a relationship. Whether, because I, I hear like Andy Mino does this at the bodega. Like they know his order. They know who he is because he goes there constantly. I feel like that's a thing that's interesting that I haven't done in my life yet. It's to meet like, even if, the grocery or the item, that thing of milk that I need is a little more expensive at that liquor store. Why don't I make it a point to go there weekly and get something that is useful, that is not a candy bar or a bag of chips or something, or go there and grab, you know, a little thing of milk that we need or some creamer or whatever that we're going to use right. and be able to go and try to be consistent about the time and meet that dude so that I can then have that relationship. I feel like that's just very unique. I feel like maybe people don't think and go out of their way to do it. But for me, I, I think of convenience. I'm like, okay, I need this, 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 and that. Why don't I Amazon it? Or why don't I just go one trip to the store 
try to, because I think that will help me kind of create more community roots, if that makes sense. So that's a non-work goal. A work goal, this may sound crazy, bro, but a, a work goal of mine is to meet like like Dave, like Lil Dicky. I want to I want to somehow get into that because his show's growing. I want to somehow get into. Mm-hmm. I I, admi- I love that show. Yeah, creatively, it's funny, it's interesting, it even has some great emotion to it. So that's like kind of a new goal. I want to get involved somehow, whether that's an extra, whether that's somehow finding a way. I've already DM'd Gata a couple times, like and talked with him in the past, way back a couple months. So I'm like, hmm, maybe that's an avenue I can go through. Yeah. Um, and then uh, was there another? What was another goal? Um. Not a work goal, work goal, and something you hope to do or accomplish while you're there. Something I hope to do is be able to be consistent with like a run or a walk or if we get a dog at some point, go down to the park by uh, the Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl is where UCLA plays. It's where. Yeah. Um, How far is that from you? Wait, that's in Pasadena? That's in Pasadena. That's right. So if even if I'm in Glendale, which is, is west of Pasadena, mm-hmm. it's still only 15 minutes. And anywhere in Pasadena, it's about 15 minutes, 20 minutes. That's cool. And it's a people marathon train there, people triathlon train. It's like a there's a lot of uh, routes that you can go. So my goal is to, to be able to have a consistent time there and be able to meet people there and invite to church. Yeah. And just whether it's families Amy's good with kids, whether it's the dog, like whatever the future may hold. I want, I want that to be kind of something that yeah. is something that I can do mm-hmm. and say, dang, I haven't been to the Rose Bowl in a while or, or that park. I need to go back there because when I go there, I know that my goal there is to meet people and encourage people mm-hmm. and invite them to church. That's awesome. So I'm trying to, trying to set it up because as you know, bro, when you move, if you don't have stuff like locked and loaded, it ends up being three months and... You're right. like, oh man, I need to start some goals. Yeah. So, um, I'm really, really, really pumped, dude. Like, this week is causing kind of stress. Oh yeah. And even some sadness. Like, I, I'm, dude. Uh, I mean, not really about the sadness for me yet. I'm not gonna get sad until people are gone, and I'm like, oh, uh, you can't know. go get dinner. You can't. Yeah. yeah. But it's wild because everybody's moving, and I'm like, I don't mind. I'm usually. Cool on myself, like with just me and Tay. Yeah. But there's going to be times where I'm like, whoa, what's going on? And at my job now, my current job at the Y, I have a lot of time to think. Mm. And I didn't bring my headphones yesterday. So I was like, oh, man, what's going to happen? I was just like, nothing negative, but a little bit of sadness. Oh, like, oh, we're not going to be able to go to dinners on whatever day. But it's it's funny because we didn't, like, we've only been roommates for two and a half years yeah we've only been out of college for two and a half years and so it's like not even two and a half years yet right yeah it's it's two years and like three months yeah so we haven't been like together for that long essentially after high school yeah four years we were we were like basically in another state pretty much yeah but it's gonna be weird after having getting so close to you Mm-hmm. Physically, dude, we used to share a bed. Remember that? <laughs> yep, that's wild. We used to share a freaking bed. That was the best time of my life. That was horrible, dude. You snore so loud. I don't, even, I don't snore. Oh my gosh, snore. you just you dream. Okay, we did share a bed that lasted a month, and then I was like, I'm out, dude. And then we we flip flopped on the air mattress. We didn't flip flop on <laughs> nothing, bro. 
know what I'm saying, bro. Yeah, we smack. <laughs> you read me bedtime stories, bro. I was your back rubber. <laughs> professional, not professional, semi-pro, bro. I know, semi-pro. Dude, we made that Matterport in there. Remember that? Yeah. That was funny, dude. We got to find that. Yeah, find it. See if that link's still up. Might be deleted. Nah, I don't think they would have deleted it. It's too far back. They wouldn't have gone that far back. Maybe. Um, ask them for it. Yeah, bro. We used to share a bed. We used to share a toothbrush. <laughs> oh, my to, gosh. That's you and your brother. <laughs> yeah. We used to... Um, we've had a lot of memories in a short amount of time, huh? Yeah, bro. It's hard not to, though, when you're with somebody for 360 days of the year. A lot of miles, bro. Couple, couple TV series. Good meals. I would say a good amount of arguments. Like, it's very few for what I feel like some people have. And, and we never really, like, yelled or fought. Sure. Yeah, I'm glad because you would have been dead, bro. You wouldn't be here today. R.I.P., baby. Bro, you would have broken your hands, bro. Bro, your teeth would be gone. Good. They need to be. I want I've, some fake teeth. I want some veneers, bro. I'm, I'm not because I'd be punching them because I'd be pulling them out. With <laughs> oh, my gosh. Some pliers? Yeah. Dude, how did you used to lo- lose teeth as a kid? When it was, like, ready to go, did you just pull it out or you just let it fall? I would wiggle it with my tongue a bunch until it got to the oh, point where it would crack. Like, you know how you could feel the skin, that, like, it's connecting it? Yeah, like the thread? Yeah, it was like, oh, you could feel it. I'm like, mm, it would start bleeding. Dude, I remember one time I had a really loose tooth, and I was eating a Carl's Jr. hamburger, bro. And then I uh, finished it, and I was like, wait, where's my, where's that tooth? I, I ate the tooth, bro. I swallowed the tooth. Oh, my gosh. Savage, bro. You eat meat and bones for breakfast. I say that. I don't know why I thought it. I, used, I don't know why I said it. I don't know why. It's funny, though. Oh, you said pulling teeth. I, I read yeah. it, bro. I'm obsessed with Reddit, everybody. Mm-hmm. I read a whole bunch on there. Um, I saw this cool video of this uh, kid. He was crying because they had a little string around the tooth because he was so scared. They were like, we're just going to close the door. And you could see the slack of, like, the little line that they had. Oh. And his little brother was next to him. He had a little play sword. And he just hit the line. And the tooth came out. And everybody stopped talking. And then the kid was like, and they showed the camera and the tooth was like on the ground. And the little kid with the sword started laughing. And then the other kid, the dad was like, the tooth is, the tooth's gone. And then the little, the kid that was crying was like ecstatic. Like it didn't hurt because, you know, he didn't expect it. Right. And it was, it was kind of a cool moment. It was a cool video. But then somebody was like, yeah, when I was a kid, nobody believed me that it hurt. So I I literally went to the bathroom and pulled it out with pliers and started bleeding. And everybody believed me then. I was like, oh, my gosh. Took a happy moment and turned it savage. That's so weird. Dude. Losing teeth is weird. Think about it. It was the last thing. Yeah. Last time I lost a tooth was half of it. (laughs) My front tooth. That was, that was, dude, whenever I first did that, I was so sad. And then in high school, I did it again. Like, cause it just, over time it got loose and kept it for a whole year. Yeah. I think, no, it was less than a year. It it only was like for a couple of weeks and then they got it. Dude, it was months, bro. I remember you had that chipped tooth for a minute. No, no, no. I'm saying like, so it broke during basketball. If the ball hit it, it chipped. And then it chipped. I went to the dentist. They fixed it, but it was a bad, they did horrible. And then that broke like the next week. And then after that point. I had a half of a tooth oh. for months. But then at that point in my like in my life, I was like, dude, I don't care. I think it's kind of funny. That's also when you had the, the, the sideburns. Yeah, sideburns. I had a one chipped tooth in the front. Literally my front teeth, my left front tooth is chipped, was chipped. 
And then um, I had the Cadillac with the Awooga horn. Oh, my gosh. Dude, I loved that car so much. That car was cool. I thought that was the funniest thing ever. It's like, what kind of question is that? My dad was like, hey, um, got the car running, but it doesn't have a horn. What kind of horn do you want? I'm like, what? What kind of question is that? He's like, what kind of horn do you want? I was like, are you giving me the options to pick my own horn? Should have got a Bill Cosby one. <laughs> what would it say? Uh, the plug, the plug, the plug. Did you hit it? Hit it? Look at sugar. That's all it'd say. <laughs> nah, I'd, nah. That fool got out, dude. You got out. That fool's blind. You know, have you ever seen a dog's eyes when it's got like, <laughs> when it's glassed over like that and they're blind? Got cataracts, right? Yeah, that's what they're bad, called? dude. Something like that. I don't know. You could have got cataracts on your Cadillac, bro. I did, I was, bro. I needed to clean those freaking <laughs> those headlights, bro. I needed to clean those headlights bad. That's calling. That's your dad. Yeah. I wonder if he can. Let's try this real quick. Oh man. Ask him about the horn. Ask him about the dad. horn. Yeah, buddy. Hey. Dude, I can't talk for long. I'm on a podcast right now. You're on the podcast. No, I'm sorry, dude. I'll call you later. Say what's okay, up. Dude, I just want to just check up on you. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Can you hear me? Mr. Villa. What's going on, man? How are you, sir? Congrats on your uh, retirement. Hey, man, I miss you. I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, I, need to give you, I need to give you some hugs, man. I know. I miss you too, sir. I need to give you a six-pack and a... <laughs> he was thrown. He was thrown to the ground doing something. <laughs> oh. All right, Rascal. I'll holler at y'all later. All right, I'll give you a call back later, Dad. All right, buddy. Bye. All right, love you, bye. All right, your dad is one of the coolest people. Dude, he can hear you. I know. Did I post something? Your stories, bro. Oh. Dude, you told you talked about your dad on the unknowns episode. Yeah. I can't wait for people to hear that. Dude, my dad is so dumb. He's a silly guy. It was really cool. Um, his his retirement thing was really cool because my dad is my dad is one hundred percent himself, no matter who he's around. Yeah, that's a good way to describe him. And um, jokes and all doesn't matter if he just met you. Doesn't matter if he's known you for thirty <laughs> years. He's gonna mess with you somehow. Like he will do something. So like the running joke, like everybody who talked on stage was like, "Yeah, man, it was so good to work with these people." And Adam can't you gotta watch your back with this guy like <laughs> it, was, it was so funny man everybody said something about at least a prank that he pulled on them or a joke that he he pulled but also they were like but also one of the best guys i've ever met and he was like he's a great leader it was it was cool bro mm. it's weird to hear people talk about it's different right because you don't hear people talk about your family like that normally yeah. especially when there's like a large crowd gathered gathered there gathered there to <laughs> specifically talk about yeah your family it was really cool. Honestly, I got a little bit emotional. Like I didn't cry. I wasn't gonna cry. I was like, man, these people love my dad. Yeah. It's wild. Like he touched a lot of people's hearts. That's why I always try to tell you, bro. You, I think that's important to, like, just I don't know. You can admire your family more when you hear from other people. Yeah, because you yeah. know your dad's a good dude, but man, everybody, everybody that he worked with knows it. Like, says it and is, like, goes on stage to say it, except you. Yeah. I know, bro. I, that's what I was saying. My brother didn't go either, so that made me feel a little bit better. Oh, there you go. You know what I was going to say, though? I was going to say, um, I was thinking about what I was going to say if I went on stage. <laughs> and I was going to say, Dad, I'm so glad that you decided to retire. You deserved it, man. 
And also now I'm not the only one that's unemployed. So you can't, <laughs> you can't keep making fun of me. That's what I was going to say. That was going to be my opener. Oh, that was and good. Then, and then that was it. I was going to, I was thinking about saying something about like, thinking about taking my hat off. I was wearing a hat. And I was going to say something like, now that we're both unemployed, um, I was like, I don't know. Spare yeah, change something about like being homeless. Something uh, like, I don't know. Oh, I had it in my head there. Dude, after that, you after know what that. you should do? You and, and Avery and Zach, you guys should try to do like a video, like a music video or something to like kind of congratulate them or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be Avery funny. could play and you guys could do like a song. Dude, that'd be so fun. That would be funny. And speaking of that, I was listening to, dude, I'm such an idiot. So I have this, I have this thing in my brain. I don't know if it's good or bad, but it's whenever I hear a certain song or uh, yeah. a certain, it doesn't have to be a certain song. It just has to be a song that triggers my brain. And it could be an old song, could be a brand new song. Like one of John Mayer's new songs in his album did this to me. But I hear this like beautiful piece of work and I'm like, wow, I got to start playing the guitar again. Yep. I got to learn that. I got to learn this song. <laughs> and so I was listening to some old, old Taylor had some like 2000s hits on when we were working out a couple of days, like last like week. Ja Rule and stuff. Yeah. And then there was also some like punk pop, whatever that, whatever that's called. I uh, like alternative, alternative stuff. Yeah. Whatever, like whatever it's called. Blink 182 and Green yeah. Day and stuff. Yeah. Stuff like that. But it was like the old stuff. It was like, yeah, I miss you, mom. I like when they dad. talk like this. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to my and podcast. Like that. Yeah. Like that. And uh, like that reel you sent me. <laughs> yes, dude. It was, it was, uh, some, some song came on like that, but it was an acoustic song and it sounded awesome. And I was like, dang, bro. And I started thinking, I was like, dude, I want to do that. I want to get, make it a point. Cause not only is it fun to play music, it's also very good for your brain. It's stimulating. I think that's kind of why I'm getting dumber is because I haven't been playing and I haven't been reading. Mm. So it just, it makes you think in a different way that you never do unless you're playing piano or moving the guitar. Cause you're having to like do two things, two different things with each of your hands. Yeah. And you're also having to think of like what's next and what's to come so that you know how to prepare your fingers for the next thing, you know? Yeah. And then also if you're trying to sing, you have to try to sing, you know? Dang. And so it's like a ton of stuff going on. And when you're learning, you have to get the muscle memory down and stuff. And I was thinking about doing like maybe a series once a month, literally, because it would give me a month to learn a new song. That'd be cool. And write your own lyrics. Maybe write lyrics, but also like do like a cover of something more so is what I was thinking. But that I did think about that, too. But like where I get the piano or the guitar and once a month I learn it and I actually sing like. Which That'd be great. I think it's the funniest thing ever. It's like when you know you can't sing that well, but you actually try to sing. It's so hard yeah. to do. Dude, you know who does that? Of course, the Sandman, right? Adam Sandler does a great job of that. <laughs> <laughs> the Rock, bro. Did you know he used to do that? Part of the WWF stuff? No, I didn't know he, that. He would do promos. Oh, he, wow. he would like sit in the ring and he would strum the guitar and he would do funny ass lyrics, bro. He would roast the cities when he was a heel. He would make fun of the people when he was like... Uh, I think it's, I don't know what the, the other crazy. deal is. Good guy. He used to do that. Dude, that'd be funny. And not many people do that. Like I know. That's why it would be funny. And I don't know. It'd be, it'd be cool. Well, now you're accountable. I think you should. That'd be fun. I think it'd be funny. And I'm not that good at singing. I'm not horrible, but I'm also not that good. And you're I know. Good en- you're good enough to where it would work. I think. Oh, thanks, man. Dude, it's so funny, though, because I know. I have a deeper voice. <laughs> and so whenever I try to hit, like, there's like a. 
there's like a gap in my vocal. my range, oh, your range, my vocal range, right? So I can sing like low, mediocre, but there's a gap like in between that and like high. In between that, I can't hit those Certain notes. No, what are the high notes? I don't know. What do you talk? What do you mean? Like it's like like no, like uh, keys. I don't okay. know. Couldn't tell you. Like, I don't know. Oh, well. Sorry. Derailed you. No, it's okay. But, like, there's, like, a certain range in there that I cannot hit ever. Like, ever. I remember one time, I think I told you this. I was listening to, um, I think it's, gosh, I want to say it's James Taylor. Old, old uh, singer, songwriter. Used to sing acoustic stuff. Or he does sing acoustic stuff. But he, um, it's called Fire and Rain. Oh, I've seen fire and I've seen rain. Seen sunny days I thought would never end, or something like that. I don't know. That was definitely not the right words. <laughs> but there's a part in there, like after, like I think it's the fourth, fourth go around on that chorus part when he goes, "I've seen lonely times where I could not find a friend." He like goes higher. He goes, "I could not like," and it's high. Yeah. And I was listening to that on the way back from like Abilene. I had like a photo shoot in Abilene. And I, I swear to you, <laughs> I replayed that song until I hit that note. And I would, I listened to that song probably 30 times That's in so a row, funny. in, in a row. Cause I was so bored. I was like, I got to hit this note. So I would listen to the whole thing over again until I got to that part. And I was getting mad at myself bro, oh my. for no reason. Like, I know I can't sing. I don't know why. I, like, and it's like, it's one thing when you're like, when you know, like, okay, I'm going to tie my shoe. And you mess up tying your shoe. You're like, oh, I know how to do that. I messed up. That's frustrating. But, like, when you sing, you can't, I can't control the range I have. Like, I have the range I have. And I can't, like, make myself fit in a range that I'm not. But I was trying to so hard, bro. It was so annoying. Those are weird things I do in the car. You got to, there's one, there's one song that, not that experience, but there's a revolution song where he I holds a note. This. He holds a note for, like, 20 seconds. And that's. I try to hit it every time. Yeah. And if I can miss it, I start it over and I yeah, try bro. to get it. Yeah. That's crazy. Do you have a, what, what else, bro? This is your last podcast with me for a while. So yeah. Um, I, no, man, I, I, I really don't. There's just a lot to come in the future. Hopefully with LA, you know, to I my senses, to, I hope to meet. Yeah. Hope to come to my senses. I hope to, <laughs> um, I just hope to meet people. And I, I really more than anything, bro, I just hope to get, you know, experienced. I hope to. I, I, I thought you were going to say, I hope to get laid. I, th- <laughs> I, I thought what that, I thought the shape of your mouth was going to do that. I was like, what? I'm just trying to get laid out there. I just no, hope dude. in LA I can just get laid. That's so funny. That's wild. Bro. I just want to meet people, bro. And, um, I'll leave the people with this, bro. I mentioned this on, uh, at our men's group, right? I kind of closed with it and I'll, I just still feel kind of like if people are listening to this, they can maybe get something from it. But going back to the podcast with, with Dan Carlin and listening and learning about the Japanese culture for the listeners out there, there's a quote and Aaron's heard it a couple times from me, but there's a quote describing the Japanese people. And they say the Japanese people are like everybody else, only more, which in short means they're more of their culture. They, they take things, they turn it up a little more than most people do. Probably all people groups is what the quote was inferring. And at the men's group, I kind of talked about how we're more, we're called to be more um, and spread, you know, the gospel. It's our church group. But for people out there, and even you, like 
I feel like there's a lot of, you know, be humble on your grind and, and be, um, you know, be realistic. And well, we're all talented in one way. We're all very, whether you're a father that's listening to this or you're a mother or you're a photographer or you work insurance or you work wherever you would work, you're talented in, in some way and you're worth it. You're worthy. You matter. You have purpose. My call to you is to take that a little, take, take a little bit from the Japanese culture and be more of yourself. Turn it up a little bit. Be more of yourself and be confident in that. Now, don't turn it up way too much to where you're all of a sudden become egotistical and it's destructive to your environment. But I feel like we're able to find that dial in ourselves and say, man, I'm good at being good, being nice to people in the morning. I'm a morning person. Let me be more of a morning person and send a couple more texts that morning or make somebody coffee that wouldn't necessarily expect that or bring them a bar. Let me be more of a morning person or let me be more of a dreamer. Let me be more of that helpful um, shelf stalker at HEB. Let me... Let me be more of that because I think that the, the more we are of ourselves, the good parts of, our, of ourselves, the more we are, the better impact and the better this world can become. And overall theme, bro, L.A., I want to I want to just be more of myself out there. I want to be more of what I've learned. I want to be more kind to people. I want to show more of what the Lord has built me to be so that other people can feel that positivity and feel that love. And that would be my call to people. Yeah. And now I'll leave it with that. That's good, bro. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for being here, bro. I really appreciate it. It's cool that you got to be here for the first guest with the new setup. <laughs> I'm and thankful. It's, it's cool that you're the first person in the new studio. Yeah. I'm excited for you, bro. I'm really excited for you. And uh, honestly for us, both of us, like in our, in our separate journeys, I think, I think that us going our separate ways is going to kick it up a notch, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. I think so. I think, I think we're at this point in our lives where it's like, okay, we know we've had our fun, but now we have to kind of go our separate ways. Yeah. Which sounds sad, but like, we're still friends. It's like, we're still yeah. going to talk yeah. and stuff, but yeah, bro, it's been a fun ride. Uh, while having you by my side and, um, uh, that'd be cool. And the next page, man, next page of this book, can't wait to visit again. Can't wait to see what you do with this. And can't wait for you to visit me out there. Yeah, bro. It's going to look the same when you come back. <laughs> you better not. Dude. All right, bro. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. All right, everybody. Daniel Martinez. Daniel Martinez.